Hello, hello, welcome to the Spectre Cinema Club, a horror movie podcast obsessed with all the subgenres within. I'm one of your hosts, Devon Taylor. Joined with me as always, I got Garrett McDowell. Chomp chomp, Devon. I'm ready to take a bite into this conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. We are uh, definitely uh, going to get uh, nice and uh, gnarly for this one as uh, we close out our Aquatic Horror uh, Title Terror Month uh, with an ode uh, to, you know, the holy trinity of aquatic horror uh, movies, I would say. Uh, sharks, alligators, and crocs. We're going to uh, kind of have just a, a loose discussion about them today and uh, uh, very fitting that uh, it's hap- we're recording this on a 100-degree uh, L.A. day. Uh, the sun is so bright right now, it's offensive. Oh, yeah. I spent all day uh, just watching crocodile movies, staying safe from the heat and just uh, enjoying the lovely air conditioning that I have. So (laughs) this was a blessing, to be honest. Yeah. So hopefully this conversation uh, keeps us nice and cool today. Um, The AC is uh, pumping for me and it feels nice. So so we're we're doing all right. And uh, we also have a guest uh, chilling out in the waters, shark and croc uh, enthusiast. So I'm very excited to welcome on Lauren Wilkins. Hi, Garrett. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I I love shark, croc, and alligator movies, so this is awesome. Heck yeah, the uh, you came to the right place, and uh, and uh, so I kind of wanted to start this off. Uh, we'll we'll talk sharks first, real quick, because uh, sharks are uh, the the shark exploitation genre. Sharks in general are uh, kind of a staple to, uh, of course, like B and C movies as well. But um, you know, it kind of started with uh, Jaws. You know, kind of one of the uh, you know, credit as one of the first summer blockbusters. It's uh, kind of one of the best movies ever made. I think we can all agree on that. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, it kind of just kicked off this craze of so many uh, films trying to uh, rip off of Jaws and uh, trying to recreate some of that. Um, and, you know, and, and then they became, like, cheap to make, apparently. Who knows? I don't know. It's like uh, the, the way that this genre has evolved is uh, very fascinating. And, and my favorite thing is it did kick off uh, the trend to, uh, for Jaws specifically, the trend of uh, in movie posters, whenever they would do some sort of animal or creature feature, they'd be like, this is going to do to the woods what Jaws did for the ocean. And like, and I've seen that trend like so much. It's like between that and the exorcist, those are like the two films that are like always like have that like name check trend in their posters. Uh, So I find Mm -hmm. it fascinating. So uh, uh, Garrett, I'll start with you. What do you think, uh, you know, is uh, so interesting about sharks and uh, you know, why they work so well in uh, aquatic horror? I I think it's just the simple answer is, stuff in the water is pretty fucking spooky man like the water itself we've talked about that when we were discussing uh kind of our our own experience and fear of of the ocean open or the uh, open ocean when we first started uh talking about these movies this month and uh we had already mentioned that none of the films that we were discussing this month had to do with crocodiles and sharks and mostly were you know uh, around other terrifying creatures but that's not to say that sharks aren't you know, these real life monsters that are out there or, you know, have we been led astray with uh, entertainment and movies and all that kind of stuff? I'm sure we're going to discuss that as well as, you know, sort of the the reputation that sharks have gotten uh, in our real world. But it's not surprising when you watch something like Jaws, uh, which is not only, yes, an excellent film, but as you already mentioned, with the context of summer movie season uh, season and blockbusters and, and, and Jaws's place in all of that, it really seemed to capture audiences imagination and terror and fear in those summer months it was just kind of this um perfect storm of all of these ideas and i think it makes sense that these creatures have really endured throughout cinema and have you know consistently 
terrified audiences, fascinated audiences, whether it be in, you know, these uh, creature feature type films that we're discussing today or something like Shark Week. Uh, audiences really just seem to be swept up in uh, these these weird little guys and in all of their variety. Um, I think my only complaint, Devon, with the shark genre, it is mostly about great white sharks. You know, let's see a little variety. Let's see some hammerhead action. Let's see some tiger sharks. I think uh, the shark genre is definitely uh, in need of some some uh, spiciness in regards to the different species of sharks that are being uh, on display. But uh, it's a subgenre in and of itself. It has so many, you know, uh, entries and so many different series uh, to kind of gleam towards. So I'm uh, curious to see what direction we all go into today. I, I agree with you on the lack of variety. Like, how has Hammerhead just not been uh, a movie, you know, where there's that, that one shark that has, like, the sword for a mouth? Uh, oh, yeah, like, man. you know, like, yeah, uh, we need more variety. But, uh, Lauren, uh, what what speaks to you about a good shark movie? Uh, a good shark movie to me, um, it helps if the characters are interesting, but at the end of the day, that's not what I'm there for. I'm there for a well-designed and well-crafted um, shark that has a real personality to it. I love when they have, you know, sort of a visible personality, and in the end, I usually end up rooting for the shark over the humans uh, in most cases. Um, so yeah, that's usually what I'm looking for in my shark films. Oh yeah, I, I I think that's a through line for a lot of people. Um, yeah, we're we're watching this because uh, yeah, we're wanting to see some shark action, do some shark shit, and um, it, you know, and and in the other movies that we talked about, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about were like um, the fear of unknown, you know, and it's like oh, we know about sharks, you know, <laughs> like you know they are there, they are these like kind of uh you know, and alligators and crocodiles, these are like real life dinosaurs still just hanging out casually, mm -hmm. you know, and they are like you know. Uh, primed to be these perfect, you know, killing machines, these apex predators, at least uh, what we're led to believe. Um, uh, Garrett kind of mentioned Shark Week, and uh, it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. uh, the the ups and downs it's went between being, you know, actually educational. Um, I think they're kind of coming back to that a little bit more now. Um, but there was like yeah. a but there was a phase where it felt like it was just very uh, exploiting for entertainment and kind of uh, you know building up the 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 fear. Uh, for sharks and things like that, you know, because uh, one of my favorite stats is uh, more people are killed by domestic dogs than sharks per year. Yes. Like that's like, it, so it's like, you know, when we, and yes, they are vicious, they are terrifying, but like, obviously the way they are depicted in films is, you know, like these kind of bloodthirsty slashers in a way. Um, so, so it's uh, very fascinating. So uh, yeah, what, what are your guys feelings on uh, shark week? Um, I personally love shark week. Uh, it, Shark Week is what introduced me to um, my love for marine life and um, sharks in general, um, as well as the movie Jaws did. Um, that movie scared me a lot, but it also made me realize that sharks aren't actually these giant creatures that eat humans. Um, you know, they're an important part of our ecosystem and um, they deserve protection. So I think for the most part, Shark Week is good at emphasizing that. There are problems when they get into more um, fantastical territories, like when they had the Meg documentary that a lot of people thought was real, um, mm -hmm. and that was sort of harrowing. Like, no, guys, the Meg isn't real, or it, not anymore, at least. You know, it's an extinct animal. Um, so I think Shark Week does a lot of good, but there are some issues. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'm a sucker for a nature doc. Uh, I love nature documentaries, whether it's in the ocean or like the forest or the jungle or the desert or whatever. Uh, Planet Earth on Netflix is like such a such a bop uh, if you've ever uh, given it a whirl. Uh, and I think a lot of the appeal of something like that is, you know, the animals and sharks being such a, a beautiful, mysterious, creepy uh, sort of animal. I'm not surprised that a lot of people take a, like a real life fascination in them. I think I align more with what Devon was saying in the sense of like in the mid to late 2000s, there was this shark week craze. And I feel like a lot of the commercials for these documentaries were just like intense music with like you know tonight on abc or on you know whatever the killers in the reef or whatever you know whatever like cliche (laughs) title it was and just focusing on you know this one accident that happened or you know this person uh got you know bit while they were on their surfboard and now there's an entire documentary based off of this one incident so i do feel like now it has definitely shifted into more of a nature appreciation trying to study and learn more about them rather than just oh, they're murderers and, you know, they're going to ravage any human that they see. Uh, But it is more from an informative side, which I think also uh, is is really important to kind of raise awareness about uh, these animals and and their place in our ecosystem, like you mentioned. Great white Ted Bundy coming soon. I mean, (laughs) yeah, they they did get so ridiculous with some of those. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I do like that. uh, We're kind of back into the, the waters of it being entertaining, but also, yeah, being informative, appreciating them. Uh, and I, I like, um, you know, how it's becoming an event. Like, it's basically a national holiday. Like, people love Shark mm-hmm. Week. And, like, you know, now every year um, a, a different celebrity hosts it. And this year they got Jason Momoa, Aquaman mm-hmm. himself, to host Shark Week. I don't think uh, we appreciated that this year. Nobody's no. talked about that enough. Uh, I think that's uh, amazing, you know. So so uh, I think uh, I, I we... just think it's because nobody has cable anymore, you know. Yeah, so, like, where are you true. watching this stuff at? Well, because that was... That one's bundled with something, yeah. 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 Well, there's the answer. Why is nobody watching it? It's because it's on Max. It's on Max. Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. And um, but yeah. So so we got sharks, and then on the on the other end, we have uh, alligators and crocodiles, which have also uh really kind of dominated the uh, aquatic horror landscape. Uh, whether we're gonna talk both of them. Um, and and to before we get into the films, I will give like a a a versus. Um, into them but uh, I find them fascinating because again like I said they're basically dinosaurs like one of the coolest things about alligators and crocodiles is uh, they have like one of the best immune systems in like all of nature Uh, they literally don't die from like diseases or things like that it's either they get extremely old like over a hundred or like they get killed like by another animal or poacher Mm -hmm. or something like that like that's pretty fucking metal if you ask me I mean I don't want to live that long but like that's pretty damn cool uh, so uh, how do you guys feel about alligators and uh, crocodiles in film? Um, I think uh, th- I I will say I don't necessarily, and I'm sure Devon has all of the facts and the details. I don't necessarily know if I can tell you the difference between the two creatures. Uh, I was watching the movies uh, uh, in preparation for today's episode, and I had to go back and, <laughs> and look up which creature was in each movie uh and you know like for uh for example uh one of the films that i was talking about is uh the the pool uh and i was very unsure of which creature that was and to me it's just like i don't really care i don't necessarily (laughs) think that each creature proposes or you know offers different threats or you know oh a gator is much stronger so this 
yeah, I, I, I don't think filmmakers care. I certainly don't care. Uh, but I do think that they have certainly in recent years been making a bit more of a, a splash, no pun intended. Uh, I think that certainly in the uh, early 80s, there was a big uh, shark obsession. Uh, obviously, piranhas have, have definitely had their time to shine as well. But I think uh, it kind of, for me, at least started kind of in the 2000s. And I, I do think that shark films especially in the past five or so years i i feel like have definitely maybe eclipsed sharks a bit more you know we certainly get our shark features but i don't know something about gators man maybe it's like the fresh water you know that's just uh you're able to do more fun fresh things with that i don't really know what it is but i think that that offers so many more um different uh kind of conflicts for our characters to have rather than just being in the fresh water and they're on a boat because i think inevitably you're kind of painting yourself into that corner of it's like jaws but you know fill in the blank like, yeah. i think gators are able to uh, offer some unique uh kind of terror they they were definitely the successor to sharks of uh of you know i'm sure producers going okay what's next you know and mm-hmm. i obviously i think the next logical thing of being like okay like where are some like terrifying animals you know we uh, we get uh, bears and stuff uh, eventually as well but as far as like aquatic stuff uh, this kind of made the most sense I was, uh, I think there's like only one killer hippo movie we need more of that because hippos there should be more hippos are wild yeah. Uh, so yeah we, we definitely could use a few more um, hey after the success of Barbie we might be getting Hungry Hungry Hippos the horror movie <laughs> <laughs> hey if they go if they embrace it and go like full silly like campy horror that would be amazing um, Lauren <laughs> how do uh, Crocs and Gators stack up to, uh, to sharks for you sharks are king for me um i love crocs and gators too but sharks are number one um but i do really love i think one one of the things that you were touching on garrett one of the scary things about crocs and gators is they can go between water and land which mm-hmm. sharks can't do for the most part so that definitely adds uh, a fear factor that you wouldn't get in a shark movie because they can come after you yeah um uh, as we've seen, I think one of the best examples recently has been the uh, film Crawl, which was so good and so much fun um, and really showcases how they will come after you, whether you're submerged in water or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there there is a difference uh, between the ones that are likely to do that. Uh, for, for my little uh, nerdy section here doing uh, Crocs versus Gators, uh, if uh, you need some bar trivia and you want to uh, stump your new blind date on uh, your first Tinder date, be like, hey. Uh, Crocker, Crocker Gator. Let me let me quiz you. So here, or, you or make her leave while you're in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if she stays through my Crocs versus Gators uh, <laughs> seminar, then yeah, uh, you know th- that's a good sign for me. Uh, so so alligators, um, they usually have the U-shaped snout. Um, they're not, they don't get quite as big as crocodiles, but they do get up to 11 feet. Uh, gators are usually black or gray in color. Uh, and they are distinctly only freshwater, uh, mainly in the southern U.S. and parts of China. Um, so, um, and and with the black and gray thing, Florida gators, their logo is wrong. They shouldn't be blue and green because gators are not green. Crocs are green. Um, but uh, gators do. Um, they have actually have web feet, and so they are mainly water-based. Like they can go on land, but. Uh, crocodiles are the ones that are more likely to uh, go back and forth between the two because they uh, don't have uh, the same adaptations for swimming. Uh, crocodiles, they have the more narrow V-shaped snout, usually a little bit bigger, can get up to 20 feet. And they usually have um, the olive green or light brown skin. And uh, crocodiles can go between uh, fresh and salt water. So they are kind of uh, found more 
uh, in more various parts of the world, such as uh, Southern Florida, uh, South America, Egypt, uh, the Asian region in general. Um, and they, uh, they actually can run on land like fairly fast. Uh, so like crocodiles are the ones like if uh, like if you're in the water, you might have a chance of like getting away from the gator if you get out of the water. But the crocodile, I think you're pretty much fucked. <laughs> yeah, uh, the way I think also too, because like sharks are known to just kind of bite people, not as much like kill them. Whereas a gator, I feel like if that got a hold of you, I I don't feel like your chances are too good. You know, they're doing their yeah. little gator rolls and everything like that. That sounds completely terrifying where sharks i'm pretty sure that if you just kind of bop it in the nose it'll go away yeah. so i i think the the real life terror i don't know if i had to go head to head with one of them i i think sharks are probably the one that i think i'm going to be able to survive against uh more gators and crocs i don't know man those are pretty freaky animals like you said they're dinosaurs they're going to be here long after i'm gone <laughs> yeah no I, I i saw like a um like a on Twitter, there was, like, a post about a, like, 100-something-year-old crocodile, and they, like, highlighted, like, the amount of presidents they've seen, and it's like, holy shit, like, that is just, like, uh, <laughs> it, it's so wild to, like, kind of to, to think about. Uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, either one, uh, they're going to get you. Um, I've decided that uh, Frenchies are gator-coated. Um, uh, I, I got Cal a little uh, alligator uh, toy that he is just, like, obsessed with, but then, like, um, one of my favorite things uh that i follow on social media is uh, the la reptile zoo and they have a uh albino alligator named coconut and she is the Aww. cutest thing in the world she like loves getting like scrubbed and shit and like smiles and she looks just like a like frenchie so it's like if alligators stayed that size i would be one of those crazy fucks that like got one for a pet because they're like they're kind of cute you know maybe i might need a caiman in my life or something but let's go ahead and uh, get into um, some more films, uh, get a little bit more specific uh, with these uh, three different categories of aquatic horror here. Hawk! So we will start with sharks because like uh, I know Garrett said, uh, you know, alligators and crocs might have passed them up. I don't know. It's kind of tough. Like I, I think... Um, at least by sheer volume, sharks uh, definitely lead the pack. Uh, I, I would say there's a lot more of them uh, numbers-wise. Um, but yeah, like I'd say, yeah, it is kind of a little bit more recent that um, uh, crocodiles and gators are kind of taking the forefront. But um, mm -hmm. again, um, we're talking sharks, and we got to uh, start with Jaws. Um, obviously, Masterpiece. Uh, I actually just watched uh, all the sequels um, not too long ago as we covered them on The Pond and the Pendulum. And, uh, and yeah, like, I mean, it, it really kicked off something, uh, very fascinating and, uh, going back and like watching all of those films was kind of interesting is like, uh, like, yes, it is about the shark attack, but all four films really, uh, are committed to like sticking to a balance of, uh, of drama, like really melodrama that it gets soapier as the films go on. Uh, so a lot of melodrama mixed in with the, you know, horrors of the shark and it's very committed to it. Like, so like every film you watch in the series like and you're going oh, i want more shark i want more shark no they're still not going to give it to you they like still hold back because they're like no we have to have this family drama in here uh instead you know so i admire the the sequels for their commitment uh to sticking to the soap opera aesthetic um but uh have you guys seen any of the sequels how do you feel about jaws in general uh lauren you go ahead uh yes i i 
I'm a sequel defender for those, uh, the Jaws sequels. I, they hold a special place in my heart um, to varying degrees. Um, I think my favorite of the sequels is Jaws 3D for the sheer absurd premise of a shark finding its way into SeaWorld. And the fact that SeaWorld let them use their name is hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, I, I also love Jaws The Revenge. Um, the Jaws 2 I like, but I feel like it's trying too hard to emulate the first one. And mm -hmm. so therefore, it's just not as fun. I like when the sequels just get ridiculous. And that's what 3 and 4 do. So I love them for that reason. Have you seen the sequels, Garrett? I've not seen any of the sequels, but I think I know enough about all of them to, you know, hold myself in a conversation. I guess we'll see. But I, I think for me, it's not surprising that the second one tried to emulate the first one, considering, you know, yeah. the success that it had. But I think once you start to get further and further away, I think at the time people, it was easy to write them off. Whereas now I think, especially in like a Sharknado landscape, shark movies are, it's it's generally more ex, uh, acceptable for shark movies to be completely uh, completely ridiculous and completely camp. So I think that those films probably are having maybe a bit of revi uh, revisionist kind of history as far as uh, the the ranking of them is concerned. I know Jaws: Revenge is seen as like one of the best bad movies of all time. So I think that that certainly would probably have an appeal from that sort of perspective. You know, uh, kind of uh, having fun at the movie's expense, but. Uh, Jaws, of course, Stone Cold classic, one of my all-time favorite films, one of my most rewatched movies of all time. It is the summer blockbuster, uh, and to me, it has done nothing but hold up even more, uh, especially considering uh, recent real-world events and how uh, the uh, politics are portrayed in the film and uh, public safety, all of those things. Watch that movie from a, a perspective of COVID, and you'll be like, oh, this is a totally new movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that film is is really excellent. Uh, I probably watch it uh, definitely once a year, uh, if not more. Uh, but yeah, that's one of those few perfect movies, in my opinion. Uh, certainly one of uh, Steven Spielberg's best movies, and just frankly, one of the best films of all time. I mean, I, I want to get your opinion on the sequels uh, now that we did our uh, celebration of camp in June, uh, because the rest of the sequels, they, they are pure camp. And for me, I'm a defender of four. That's the mm -hmm. one I went on for Pot and Pendulum. Uh, and it's not a bad movie. It's the campiest for sure. Uh, and I can see why people don't like that tone, but like it's taken it serious. And like, it's a fairly solid movie. Like it's actually got like a like cute, like, uh, uh, you know, older woman trying to find love again, uh, kind of subplot <laughs> to it that really works for me. Uh, and then like, uh, some of the shark set pieces aren't the best, but they are like, you know, there's still some solid stuff in it. So like, I'm a, I'm a defender that like, uh, it's not a, 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 you know, good, bad movie. It's a, it's a fun movie if you give it a chance, uh, you know, is what I'll say because, uh, and it also has, uh, my favorite tagline, uh, which is a callback to two and in, in, in Jaws 2, there's a line that goes, Sharks don't take things personally. And then so for four, the tagline, the poster famously is this time it is personal as um, it yes. swims from like all the way up in Maine to uh, the Bahamas uh, yeah. to, to go after the Brody family. Uh, it, it's a good time. So, so I think you'll appreciate them uh, for the camp factor, Garrett. Um, but aside from the Jaws movies, uh, uh, let's get into a couple shout outs of uh, some uh, favorite shark movies uh, that you enjoy, uh, whether they be good, bad, for whatever reason uh, that you uh, wanted to. So uh, if you uh, watched any new ones this week as well in preparation. Uh, so uh, Lauren, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, what's a uh, shark movie that uh, you really enjoy? 
So the the gold standard for me for shark films is, of course, Jaws, but then the second one is Deep Blue Sea. I think Deep Blue Sea is the best shark film next to Jaws. It is so well done. Um, everything from the story to the practical effects that are used, the sharks, also the different type of shark. There are Mako sharks in that one, um, which is cool. You don't get to see that outside. You know, usually it's great whites. Um and I just love that film so much. I've watched it so many times. Um, in terms of uh, bad shark movies, I love Ghost Shark, um, which is an absurd little film where there's a shark that's a ghost and it can get you wherever there's water. So that could be a paper cup or a slip and slide. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, it's really <laughs> it's really low quality, but it's great. Um, I also love uh, 47 Meters Down and The Shallows. Those are some great recent shark films that are really well done and entertaining. So it runs the gambit between I appreciate well-done films as well as more campy, uh, lower-budget films, but that I still have a good time with. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Deep Blue Sea, I think, is like the consensus number two. Uh, the, the the Cal Naughton to Jaws' Ricky Bobby. Um, you know, it, it kind of has that, that perfect tone of like, you know, we have some vicious uh, attacks and like some uh, disaster situations. But then it's because they made sharks extra smart so they could take their brain fluids to cure Alzheimer's. That yes. is... Chef's kiss, uh, you know, disaster uh, shark movie premise right there. So, uh, yeah, Deep Blue Sea uh, definitely has to be up there for sure. Um, Garrett, what are a couple for you? Uh, you had already mentioned it, uh, but The Shallows, I would say, is honestly my number two next to Jaws. Uh, I think this film had come after a slew of Sharknado movies, just taking mm -hmm. the shark genre and just making it completely ridiculous and insane, but that kind of being the appeal. And for this film to go in the opposite direction where it is super minimalist, it's one character on one, you know, reasonably sized rock trying to just survive against this one shark, I found uh, really compelling. Uh, directed by Jean-Michel uh, or Colette Sarah. Uh, and I, yeah, I think it's super tense. Uh, I think the character is really intelligent, which I think is key in this. You had mentioned 47 Meters Down, a movie that I can't stand just because everyone in that movie is a fucking moron. And it's yeah, like, it's yeah. hard to watch a survival movie where every character at every turn just makes the dumbest decisions that you could possibly make. Whereas with this film, I feel like uh, Blake Lively's character uh, actually, you know, I feel like I'm on that journey with her trying to survive. What would I do? She's making these unexpected decisions and it, it really feels like you're you're on this you know tense ride and yeah i feel like it's a perfect retort to kind of where shark movies um were at at the time and i think it's a yeah really tense really fun thriller yeah that's a a, a three for three on the shallows because I, I love that movie as well i think that is my uh number two as far as a you know like truly good quality and uh you know being scary again like you said and uh blake lively yeah just doesn't get enough uh, credit for acting against a uh, a petty ass shark uh, i love that the shark had a lot of personality in the shallows as well like just like not letting the shit go and then mm -hmm. she's also yeah. acting against a seagull uh steven seagull uh which yes. i which i absolutely love and uh and blake lively also like willing to just like let herself look like shit for this movie because uh like <laughs> they, she gets worn down and like like I, I every time i watch the movie i always uh like put on chapstick like a million times throughout the movie because her lips just get drier and drier from like the salt water and it's like a really <laughs> great detail and it, I'm, like every time i'm just like ah i need to reapply reapply um so yeah so I'm, I'm there for that one as well um one that i watched this week 
um, as I was trying to uh, find some some hidden gems. Uh, this one got shouted out on uh, Colors of the Darkness pod uh, a couple weeks ago. They actually had um, two guys on that just did uh, the Sharksploitation documentary. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's either on Screenbox or Shutter, one of the two. Um, and um, they shouted out a movie uh, called Bait. Uh, it's Bait 3D. Uh, it came out in uh, 2012 in the height of 3D, of course. Uh, it's an Australian film. And uh, it's a, a great disaster movie in terms of, like, you know, balancing this uh, tone that's a little ridiculous, um, but also very sincere. It, like, uh, takes this format of bringing the, the first 10 minutes are, like, seeing all these different characters in different situations and how they're connected to each other. And then they all end up in a grocery store and a freak tsunami hits and they are, you know, trapped in there. Um, so it's like uh, the, the group is split up between the survivors, like trying to survive. And of course, in this submerged grocery store is um, two 12 foot great white sharks uh, after them. And uh, it uh, has great tremors energy. There's lots of like really fun uh, uh, creative plans to uh, overcome different situations, whether it be the sharks or uh, the water itself, uh, like a, a live electrical cord next to it or something like that. Um, and it uh, and and it's very sincere and like uh, having these like personal uh, relationships amongst the characters of them being like, hey, it's a life or death situation. We might as well talk about our feelings. And like, I actually kind of like that. So uh, it's uh, with the 3D uh, aesthetic, it doesn't look the best uh, effects wise at all times. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it is still a lot better than it kind of has any right to be. And um, uh, if you're looking for shark movies, I mean, Tubi is the spot. Like Tubi, number one in uh, yes. shark movie representation. So uh, you can you can find it amongst a, a bevy of shark movies uh, all chilling out over on Tubi. Definitely, I have to add that one to the list. I'm curious what you guys mm-hmm. think as far as um, like the special effects are concerned. Is that like a big thing for you when you watch these movies? Because I feel like a lot of these films are pretty low budget <laughs> and have like some sci-fi channel <laughs> yeah. level, you know, visual effects. So I don't necessarily need photo reel to be entertained. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, no, I think I've gone gone numb to that. Like, yeah, you, you watch something and like, because I would say like of most shark movies, I mean, 80% of them don't look very good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting better looking ones uh, more recently, obviously, as technology is uh, developed. But I mean, especially those ones in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, no, they don't look very good. But, you know, uh, it, it still does the job. And again, like you're going to kind of forget that as well, because it's like, you know, like, I don't know. I think on some level you understand that it's like, well, how are they going to film a shark? How are you going to mm-hmm. direct a shark in a scene? You know, I mean, obviously some films do have clips of real sharks and stuff but you know so yeah you kind of have to just you you take what you get when it comes to the effects yeah agreed it's there's only so much i mean i've i've loved and gotten used to the uh the janky sharks that the jaws series has used if they've progressed they've just got worse and worse as the series went on um but it's cool today you know with modern effects that we can get some really nice looking sharks depending on the budget Mm mm-hmm yeah, and and again, and we're also now we're kind of getting a good mix of the super campy fun ones, but also still getting uh, some more serious, um, uh, scary ones as well. So I, uh, you know, we're we're in a nice uh, renaissance uh, for for shark movies, I'd say. I wanted to say because I I feel like one series has kind of debuted and was kind of low key the reason why we had done this theme this month even though we didn't talk about the movie I didn't even see it I don't know if Devon did uh, but the Meg series I think yeah. had the opportunity to be a perfect 
uh, you know, kind of culmination of what Devon was just talking about of like a little serious, a little camp, but also like mostly just a lot of fun. And it's such a disappointment that the Meg films, especially the first one, uh, are just so nothing, just, you know, just like not very engaging, really boring. Uh, I hadn't, like I said, I haven't seen the second one yet, so maybe it turns the series around, but I felt like that first film was just a, a big disappointment. I was looking forward to Jason Statham, uh, Statham punching some sharks and it's kind of that, but also it's... <laughs> A lot so, of other stuff too. <laughs> that's so funny that we did totally forget to mention them, and that was the original plan. We were gonna cover mm-hmm. the two Meg films, but then we decided to we changed our mind. Um, because yeah, the first one is pretty just like so in the middle. It's like dumb, but not the good type of dumb that it should be. Um, yeah. you know, and I'm a and Jason Statham is like my action guy, so um, of course, yeah, I want I want better for mm-hmm. those films as well. I still haven't watched the second one, and that one it's interesting. I've seen people be kind of split on like, see, this is exactly what it should have been, and then I see other people that were like, ah, no, nah, it still sucks. So I'm I'm still <laughs> out on the trench. What about you, Lauren? Did you see the trench? I, uh, or uh, the trench, yes, but also it's for the Meg too. Um, I did see. Uh, I saw the Meg 2 in theaters. I went and saw it because I was like, I need to see what this is about. And it is also very middling, same as the first. Um, I think for the most part, it delivered. Um, There were sharks, dinosaurs, and kraken. So on one hand, I was happy because that's what I paid for a ticket for. But yeah, the rest of the the story, like the main story is very weak. And Mm -hmm. um, the human characters are not that well-developed and not engaging. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where I can see why people would be upset. It it could have been better. But I, I did enjoy what... I, what we got for the most part you know that's my favorite type of blockbuster is middling you know <laughs> yeah. just uh, just a super average super okay movie uh just, that's my favorite uh, type of film <laughs> just not enough juice it's they're, they're just missing the juice a little bit um so let's go ahead and uh, transition over into uh alligators and crocs and uh i have mine separated because again i did my little nerdy stuff so i have them separated but we'll talk about them together and if you guys don't know which one yours uh, belongs to i might have the answer for you it might be in my notes somewhere so um uh, let's go ahead and uh, kick it off uh lauren what is a uh, alligator or croc movie that uh, you're a big fan of I think for me, the trifecta, they're all alligator films. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but the um, alligator film from 1980, which I watched recently for the first time, I got the Criterion Collection uh, 4K uh, uh, Blu-ray, and that was fantastic, Um, along with Crawl and Lake Placid. Those are some of my favorites. Um, They're just so fun. And yeah, alligator uh, from the 80s, that was just a wild ride from start to finish and i'm so glad i watched it because it's something i would not have sought out if not for fellow um croc alligator shark fans recommending it on twitter um so yeah i'm I'm glad i gave it a watch yeah i I just i'm curious uh as somebody who also just watched alligator for the first time did you mean to say scream factory (laughs) instead of criterion thank you i was gonna say you you said criterion and i was after having literally just watched it i'm like wait a minute what (laughs) (laughs) they put that on the criterion collection yeah they should have but thank you scream factory yes i misspoke (laughs) no that wasn't like me correcting you i was just that blew my mind and i was like is this true (laughs) i wish i wish uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I also just recently watched that too. Such a weird movie, right? It takes place in Chicago. Uh, it's about this uh, girl who like gets this alligator at like this, you know, country fair sort of situation. Doesn't, you know. Typical Midwest. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, exactly. And her 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 parents uh, just like flush it down the toilet. It ends up getting infected with like these uh, experimental, you know, uh, uh, animal mm -hmm. experiments. You know, it consumes them. It makes the alligator just get completely enormous. But it's also like this police procedural like murder mystery uh, uh for a movie called alligator it's like yeah i have a pretty pretty square idea of who the murderer was uh but it's a lot of fun uh i i, I love the uh the setting of it and you know kind of investigating the the sewers of chicago i think is a lot of fun um the special effects of the film are actually pretty impressive uh, there's a few sequences one is at uh, a wedding with this giant i assume animatronic uh, uh gator it looks excellent. Uh, it's actually way better than I was anticipating it being. I actually had a lot of fun with that one. I, did, I didn't get to it. I did see that one uh, shouted out quite a bit. Uh, people have been watching that one a lot lately, and uh, I wanted to get to it, but uh, I was trying to dive a little bit deeper since I was kind of seeing that one uh, brought up a little bit. And if you want to talk weird factor, um, I watched last night uh, Toby Hooper's follow-up to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Eaten Alive, and mm -hmm. this thing is... The vibes, I can't even really describe them. This is such an odd, bizarre film. Um, I was uh, texting with a friend that I said, um, uh, Rob Zombie must be a really big Toby Hooper fan because House of a Thousand Corpses is basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre plus this movie, like, smashed together. Um, mm -hmm. This movie is drenched in neon lights, and it's, this, uh, it's a southern gothic film that he made like a Jalo film. It's very odd, oh, wow. this, like, hotel caretaker. He's very, uh, he's obviously on drugs and has, like, PTSD and all these crazy things. And he's, uh, every time uh, people come to his motel and if he doesn't like them, uh, he ends up getting upset, killing them, and then feeding them to his uh, pet, uh, to his pet crocodile. Uh, which, uh, to answer you, Lauren, uh, uh, Lake Placid is crocodile, but um, crawl okay. and alligator are both alligator. Um, but uh, so we have a crocodile in this one too, and uh, it's mainly not about the crocodile. Like the crocodile is just like in this like random body of water next to his hotel, just like kind of chilling and uh, obviously eating people. But uh, it's much more uh, about like how all these different victims gather at this place, and uh, has some commentary on class again. It's another like Texas-based film. Uh, it's very interesting. You can definitely see um, he's still like kind of on some of the same stuff he's uh, doing in Texas Chainsaw, um, but mm -hmm. getting just really weird. Like this movie made me feel I don't even know. Like it's a uh, it, it's sometimes gorgeous, but then at other times you're just like, what are we doing right now? Um, it loses <laughs> a little steam in the third act, but uh, it's a it's a very fascinating film that I recommend checking out. So was this pre or post uh, TCM two in like Toby Hooper's career? This this is the film he did right after TCM. Okay, very uh, nice. Yeah, that was yeah. on my list. I was wanting to to check it out, and I didn't end up uh, getting around to it. Would you say that the the uh, crocodile you said does it have more uh like more uh to do in the movie rather than something like X? Because that's also kind of a similar situation. Mm. Situation is like there's a crocodile, but it lives nearby, and they kind of just feed people to it. Oh. Is, it is it in the film more? And X was definitely like making references to this movie. Like it, it 100 cool. has to be because like uh, of course some of the Texas Chainsaw influence on that movie as well. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I feel like that has to be a detail, like shouting out this movie because that's basically like what it is. Like he kills people with like a scythe. And then feeds the body to to his crocodile, like just like he like pushes them off the porch and like eat into yeah. the alligator. I mean, you get a good. I mean, there's a good amount of cro like you don't see it a ton. Like they definitely um 
uh, you know, only show its back and like, you know, s- small swimming scenes and like stuff like that. And like, and really just like the mouth. But like when you do see it, it looks pretty damn good. Like I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's a, an animatronic that they got for it. And like it, 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 they, they use it well, like it's in it just enough. I, I wish I could say uh, the same for the movie that I wanted to talk about, which is 2018's uh, The Pool. I'd already kind of mentioned it. Uh, I just recently watched this, and it's the survival thriller about this guy who gets stuck in an empty, drained pool, and he's just at the bottom of it. There's no ladder, uh, and he's just having the worst day that you could possibly have. It's like everything that goes wrong goes wrong for this guy, including a a gator just wanders in to this like uh, uh, kind of pool cl- comp- uh, complex that he's at and slips on a pipe and, and is now at the bottom of this pool with him. And he spends the rest of this movie like trying to survive and trying to uh, escape. The effects on the gator are just horrendous, like sci-fi channel oh, no. level, just terrible. But I think that the film is able to offer a lot to where it's not a distractor at all. It's just kind of like, well, that looks like crap, but it's like it, it is what it is. You know, I think the movie also makes up for it uh, with some practical like gore effects. There's this scene very early on in the movie to where he's trying to climb up the side of the pool. And there's some fingernail stuff involved in that. Very yucky. Uh, some broken bone stuff involved in that. It's a really gross kind of uh, uh, movie from that perspective of this guy just getting injured over the course of these seven days. I wouldn't necessarily watch it if you're looking for like a realistic movie. There's a lot of like unrealistic things that happen in the film, especially towards the end where it shifts into like full ass batshit crazy mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I think Devon has seen it, but there's something happens that ends up uh, uh I, I won't spoil the movie, but something happens and it's just completely insane. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth a watch. I believe it's on a shutter if you want to give it a whirl, but it's it's short. It's from Thailand and it's a crazy ass movie. <laughs> Sounds like you haven't heard that one, Lauren. I, I know of it. I just haven't watched it. It's on my list, but it's... I'm very intrigued now by the sound of that ending. Oh, so you gotta, I'm definitely yeah. going to check it out. You, you got to watch it. I want to tell you what happened so bad, but it's just bonkers. It's crazy. <laughs> you you got to watch it. Like I'm a, I'm a sucker for like it. It's like crawl meets final destination. Like yeah. oh, in terms okay. of this guy's like bad luck and uh, just uh, I like the creativity that they came up with this, with this one scenario, this one location and yeah. just like how much they could like make it worse and like, you know, really flex it out and then uh and then you know the the third act uh yeah the 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 graphics aren't the best uh but it gives you what you're wanting like it gives you mm-hmm. the thing that you're truly craving when you watch these movies um which i appreciate um yeah so so i'm i'm a fan of the pool i i, I endorse it as well um and lauren do you have another uh croc or alligator recommendation I really have to go with Crawl. I saw that in the theater. Um, when was that? 2018, 2019, I think. Um, 19, yeah, I think. Yeah, it was. It was just so uh, well done and so tense. Um, you know, I was also. I think a lot of people were scared if the dog survived because there's a dog involved, um, and that added a layer of tension that I was uh, not prepared for. And just the idea of being stuck underground in the basement um, with these creatures creatures that are coming further into land due to a hurricane uh, is terrifying. And the two main actors, it's a father and daughter duo, um, do a fantastic job. Uh, you get some good um, you know, conversations about their personal lives intermixed with all of this chaos happening around them with the alligators uh, just running wild. Um, 
I really like that movie and I need to do another rewatch soon. Yeah, uh, also a big fan of that one. Uh, Alexander Aja, uh, I think, made uh, a really tense thriller, uh, totally rooted in character, like you were talking about. I think that there are some, uh, I'll say, earnest moments in the film, maybe even a little cheesy moments, particularly yeah. like her and her swimming and her like how that's related yeah. to her dad and everything. He's like, remember, I was coaching you in swimming. You got to use that to survive. You're an apex predator. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I forgot about that. Yeah. So it gets a little uh, silly at parts, but I think it makes up for it in its uh, creativity and its tension. It also does a good job, too. I think some of these films can fall into the trap of like wanting to go see a movie like this and wanting it to have fun. But if it is truly just a, you know, like the shallows, one person versus one animal, I think uh, your kind of bloodlust cannot be quite as satiated. Whereas this, I think it does a good job of like introducing new people that the shark is able to like pick off. You know, there there people come uh, like there's those those looters that try to uh, steal stuff during this this hurricane. And you know, will they save her? Will they help her? Or will they just be yeah. the, the gators' lunch? I think that the the film does a good job of, of of giving you what you want in terms of like carnage and fun, but also having that uh, sense of tension throughout it. Also Agreed. a fan, of, also a fan of Crawl. Uh, that movie, it's it's lean, it's mean. Uh, it feels like a video game. Um, in the way that we kind of have like the levels of the house and outside and things like that. And uh, uh, I, I really, and it's a top tier disaster movie again because if disaster movies, uh, they obviously have like their their catch, whether it's a natural disaster, uh, which brings in animals like this. Um, the B plot, it's always one or two things: either the government or family. Like yes. it's one of those two things almost every single time. So it's like, yeah, like the, the earnestness and like sincerity of this, like mother or not mother, uh, father daughter relationship, like getting figured out in this circumstance. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Does it come off cheesy as some people maybe, but like, I do like that. It's like, no, we're playing it serious. And, and that's what I'm like kind of tapping into with, with bait. Like it poses this question, like, well, Hey, if you're not going to like fix shit now, then when, you know, so I, I like that, you know, these kind of scenarios lend well to that like you know genuine sincerity to like kind of break up the horror action of it so I'm a, I'm a big fan of crawl as well um i also wanted to shout out uh lake placid uh directed by steve minor who has uh, uh definitely made his stamp on horror having directed friday the 13th uh two and three as well as house uh, as well as halloween h2o uh and of course lake placid which is uh about this giant crocodile this is like the one crocodile movie that i have uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's a 1999, like, adventure comedy, I guess, sort of horror movie. I uh, certainly uh, emphasizing uh, the comedy most importantly, but there's some fun um, violence and some fun kills in the movie. Betty White is like this old lady A cab, you know, just wants all the cops to get eaten by the crocodile. Uh, she is a lot of fun. Uh, she has a line in the movie where she says, uh, if I had a dick, this is when I would tell you to suck it, which is coming out of Betty White. It's just, it, that's amazing. Uh, so, yes. yeah, uh, it's got a really fun cast. Uh, it's got that 90s cheese that you really want. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen it, definitely uh, check it out. 
Oh, yeah. I have really fond memories of watching that one a lot on TV growing mm. up. It would play the edited down version, like on the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was always so much fun to catch when I could catch that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely um, up there uh, as far as uh, name recognition. One of the uh, few ones um, that uh, kind of spawned a franchise. Um, that's one difference I've noticed. The shark movies, there's a lot more franchises among the shark movies than there are alligator crocodile movies. Those ones are kind of sure. usually... Um, their own kind of unique thing except for Lake Placid uh, not only has a few sequels but has crossovers versus can you do you know it's Nemesis Hmm. The anaconda. It is the anaconda. Anaconda. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Lake Placid versus Anaconda, which I love how the title doesn't even make sense because Lake Placid yeah. is the, the the place, not the the uh, crocodile. So. Sh- yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god. So well, I I we had uh, talked about alligator, and I love that both of these movies, both of which spawned a lot of sequels, but they both end kind of the same way, uh, which is like, oh, we finally you know killed the gator, and then you know uh, fade to black, and then you see like baby gators or eggs or you know little tiny ones and it's like you know there's still more out there so i love that a lot of these films are kind of that promise of you know but what if there's more in the sequel you know the um the only other one i watched in preparation for this was a rogue uh that was another crocodile movie uh it's from uh greg mclean that's uh the director of uh, wolf creek um and uh and uh, the belco experiment and uh, so I was like, okay, let me uh, go ahead and check this one out. Uh, it came out around the same time as Eden Lake and has that same type of vibe. Uh, has that kind of classic Australian horror vibe to it. Um, I didn't really care much for it. Uh, people seem to really like this one. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. another like a you know group of because a group of tourists like on a on a tour guided boat, um, you mm-hmm. know, encounter this uh, giant crocodile in these different like kind of situations and uh it's uh the the classic uh clashing personalities on top of uh we have to uh find you know um uh, solutions to like other things besides just the animal itself uh so again kind of going for a tremors vibe except for like since it's an australian horror it doesn't have any of the fun uh or like the humor to it you know um because mm-hmm. uh you know they're just uh, kind of pretty nasty you know uh in in a good way um but uh in this movie um just like uh, that the characters really didn't work for me um to to put it in perspective uh the character i enjoyed the most was sam worthington and uh, he gets killed off fairly early, so it's like, yeah. so so if that's uh, my my best uh, uh, person in, in the movie for you, then you know I don't know, take that as you will. But uh, and it and didn't really deliver on uh, the croc action either. The set pieces were uh, kind of fairly uninspired. It's not shot very interestingly. Um, it just uh, again didn't have any sauce. Like this is kind of the Meg of uh, crocodile and alligator oh, movies no. for me. Uh, <laughs> not <yeah>. a compliment. <laughs> no. Yeah, so so um, I not exactly a recommendation unless you just really want to um, uh, if you're just really in the mood and you want to continue on uh, watching uh, movies featuring sharks, alligators, and crocs. Um, so to go ahead and wrap things up, I was curious. Um, I mean, I know me and Garrett are both Midwest boys, so I mean, I already know the answer to mine. But uh, Lauren, do you have any uh funny or not funny, but or any any interesting uh shark or alligator or crocodile related stories? Um, oh boy, let me see. I I don't think if I I don't know if I have anything super interesting. There was one time at the beach um, where I remember I was swimming. We were very close to the shore, and there was like a hammerhead that came up uh, into the break and was swimming around people. That was pretty cool to see in person. Um, but no, I don't really have any 
funny stories related to sharks or crocs or gators i wish i did what, what you are got yours? all your limbs darn uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, um, i also don't really have any uh being from indiana not too many uh, uh sharks you know, <laughs> uh, uh swimming around there and yeah if like i went on like vacation or something like that i maybe saw a shark or, or a, a, a crocodile or an alligator so i have no interesting stories unfortunately yeah, darn. I was I was fishing for uh, something maybe gruesome or interesting or something. Yeah, I got nothing either. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> what go a great to the... segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't go to the beach all that often. Um, you know. Um, I mean, I see more people getting bit by stingrays, or well, not bit, but stung by stingrays than anything. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Um, yeah. You know. So, Jellyfish. Yeah. So 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 I got yeah I got nothing. Um, like I I remember uh, I was like kind of um. For, for a birthday party, we had, like, rented, like, a boat to, like, kind of go around and uh, stuff like that for, like, a few hours. And it was fun. And, of course, like, you know, like, you know, getting super drashed. And uh, people start, you know, jumping in the water. And this is when we're, like, away from, like, the shore and stuff. Like, we're, we're, we're out there now. And people are jumping in. And, like, if I wasn't drunk, I definitely would not have. But for, for a split second, I forgot about the fear. I mean, I started jumping in, but the water was like so dark as soon as I got in, and I was just like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Never mind." I was like, "I'm gonna feel a tentacle on my foot here soon." So, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, just a little what a little liquid courage will do uh, to to kind of get over that fear a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, I I wish I had something interesting to contribute or a, a drunken story where I fought an alligator or something like that, but I cannot contribute. All right, well, we'll come up with one for you. Um, I, 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 oh, wait, what, is that a threat? No. <laughs> I'm going to wake up. There's going to be an alligator in my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a silly prank, huh? Uh, yeah, going to be uh, gonna be fantastic. Yeah, me, me and Gary are both Midwest boys. Uh, we've uh, spent more time on the river uh, than we have in uh, kind of the, the lakes and uh, kind of well, these areas. So That's what I kind of wanted to ask is if there were, you know, we, we did briefly shout out uh, Piranhas uh, a little bit. Of course, uh, the, the Piranha series is really popular, but are there any other creatures? that you feel haven't really got their time in, in the sun cinematically are there any you know river monsters or something like that that you would like to see you know have more of a, a, a bit of a footprint in the cinematic landscape yes we do not appreciate appreciate uh jennifer lopez's star-studded uh anaconda film which is one of my personal favorites oh so um, good I, i'm not I'm not a fan of the sequels, but the original holds a special place in my heart. I think it's so well done. I love the snake animatronic that is used um, uh, on, on in that film. And I, I just, yeah, I can't say enough good things about that movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a double feature at the bar a few nights ago. We did a whole uh, creature feature night. And now uh, we did Deep Blue Sea. And then we did Anaconda. Uh, everybody, like, lost their mind at John Voight's face. Uh, whenever he like you know is just looking at J Lo, uh, I yeah. love uh, I love that movie uh, to death. Uh, I did do an episode on it, but this was uh, early season one, pre Garrett. Didn't even have a guest on it. It's just me, and I'm pretty sure I got pretty drunk for that episode, uh, talking Tremors <laughs> and Anaconda. Um, but yeah, so so I'm a big fan of those ones as well. Um, already shouted out the hippo that uh, needs uh, some more representation. Um, I'm a big squid and octopus guy, um, and I mean we have some. Uh, we even have a shark to puss out there. 
uh, as well, you know. So, I mean, there's a there's a few, but not very many. Um, it's either we get, like, a Kraken type, which I, you know, I love as well. But, like, we, we don't get, like, uh, just, like, you know, giant squid, you know, you know, movies uh, anymore. Yeah. So, because uh, I think there's only, like, a couple of them. So, like, I would take more of those. And then um, uh, for funsies, jellyfish. Uh, like, you know, like how, Ooh, like, I mean, you can make it like very visually pretty with like, make them like reflecting lights because why not? But then they like go on the attack and stuff like, you know, so, so I don't know, uh, in, in eels, uh, more eels. Uh, I think eels, you know, the, the snakes of the sea and, uh, yeah. and some of them are like, have like really scary faces and shit. So, um, yeah. So eels too. Yeah, I'd like to see some orcas, man. Those things are fucking mean. They'll, they'll, those things are no joke. I would love to I see. I think there some is one fails. called orca. There well, is, yes. Other than maybe than that one, you know, let's get some more out yeah. there. I'm curious to see kind of uh, uh, how freaky that they could actually be. You know, I want to see the orca movie where it'll say, "Jaw, what Jaws did, but for orcas." <laughs> yes, and we need a motion picture of them destroying all the yachts for sure. Oh, that yes. is a movie right there. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I think they ended up canceling James Wan's The Trench movie. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. really heard any anything on that, but uh, that sequence in Aquaman is amazing, and and that could be interesting too. Like, have like a uh, a movie that's like uh, pitch black, but in the ocean, and it's like all those yeah. like scary angler fish with the lights dangling off their faces and shit. Like that mm-hmm. could that I could be fun that, too. I wanted that trench movie, the James Wan one, so badly, and I'm so sad we're not gonna get it now. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was silly in theory, but I wasn't not not gonna watch it. Um, I was yeah. totally, I was totally in if it did happen, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't think uh we've heard any news, especially since all the different changes and everything. Um, but yeah, um, I'm um, I'll link uh I'll put the titles of all the movies that uh we talked about today in the description down below. Uh, if uh if you don't want summer to end and uh you're you're in the mood. Um, we'll have a, a fair amount of recommendations for you. Uh, but Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you got anything you. that uh, you're working on right now? Uh, you know, uh, tell people where they can find you on social media. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I refuse to call it X at at Lauren S. Wilkins. Um, and yeah, I love to talk about movies. I don't really have any projects coming up, but I just really love talking about film and what we all love as individuals and what makes that special. Um, so yeah, reach out if you want to talk about fun movies. Hey, that's all that matters. That's all we're here to do is uh, to talk about movies. Uh, Garrett, um, what are you working on right now? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd, uh, as well as TikTok at Garrett McDowell. Uh, but if you want to hear some more podcast stuff from me, uh, you can subscribe to my other podcast uh, called uh, Scum and Villainy. Uh, it's a Star Wars podcast and uh, uh, lots of fun things happening on the uh, Star Wars world. So uh, give us a listen. We would appreciate it. And you can find me on uh, all social media platforms at underscore daddy disco. Uh, make sure you're following the TikTok. I'm starting to do more uh, face videos over there. Uh, I'm, I'm what, talking. I'm doing the thing. He's going full influencer, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so having some fun doing that. And uh, make sure you're following uh, the Blade Disgusting page as well because uh, I have one coming up over on their page too. So, uh, so that's pretty fun. And uh, podcast-wise, uh, over on Pod and Pendulum, we're hanging out in Saw City. Um, not sure uh, which episode will be up by the time this episode uh, goes up, but uh, make sure you guys are listening over there. But 
Now go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Spectre Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Subscribe to not miss a thing. You can follow us on social media at Spectre Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, a nice little review. We appreciate you. But until next time, guys, stay lifted.